Hola, and welcome to the Ancestor Hour, where we have intimate conversations. Girl, we're going to be talking about it all. Yeah, we are. And how we've reclaimed our medicina. And how you can too. So grab your cafecito and join us on this conversation. Hola, hola. Again, mi gente, with episode three, we're going to be talking about your indigenous medicine. Is it for profit or purpose? I am your host, Daniela, and your co-host, Georgina. I completely messed that up, but it's okay. (laughs) All right. Hello. Hello, everyone. We're so grateful that you're here joining us, and we're both really excited, um, you know, to talk about it. And I don't know if excited is the right word. I think we're both um, really passionate about about this topic and, you know, indigenous medicine, and that's something that we both practice in our daily lives. So, um, you know, we're just going to give you our take and how we feel and, and our journey through this. It has been a journey, hasn't it? (laughs) Such a journey. (laughs) Even talking about this, I think it gives me like a little bit of like, I, like I feel the energy in my body of what it means. And, um, and I love like we were talking before before we started recording, and I love the the take on on what you had, Georgina, of of what you were saying is it for profit, right? So I don't know if you wanted to just jump in and, and yeah and share. Yeah, absolutely. Well, before we get started, you know, I had this little thing come up, and you know, talking about indigenous medicine, I would just like to, you know, take a moment and honor um, where the indigenous medicine comes from. And it comes from our ancestors. And it is called the ancestor hour for a reason. You know, we are both guided from our ancestors, known and unknown, you know, from the places that that we come from. And both Daniela and I are from our indigeneity is from Latin America, but indigenous medicine is from wherever you are. It doesn't have to look like anything else than from your ancestors. And I really want people who come on here to honor that, whether they've connected to them yet, they haven't connected, reconnected, are looking into, or haven't even thought about what that would look like for them. Um, I really would like to, you know, just put out this message that the strength and the resilience and the connection that a lot of us begin to seek out in our lives stems from places that we may have never known, have never been, but we feel that pull. And it can be a green aisle in Ireland. It can be you know, beautiful um, spices and different things from the Middle East. It could be, you know, um, beautiful, um, you know, rice plantations or different things in Asia in cultivating, you know, bamboo medicine and the water. I mean, there's everywhere, you know, on this amazing Pachamama that we're so lucky to be able to be here and a part of has medicine. And honoring where you come from, I think, is the first step in whether 
a medicine is for profit or for purpose because you have to understand the medicine, your indigenous medicine, and that comes from reconnecting with the places that you've been. And I hope everybody here, you know, can take that step and really honor that because I don't believe a lot of people do. And we're going to get into, you know, people tapping into other medicine, other cultures that not that's not necessarily their own without tapping into their own ancestral medicine first, which is where I truly believe the strength and the ancestors are there already waiting to guide you to step into those spaces for yourself. So I just mm-hmm. really would like for everybody to honor, honor that whether, you know, they're known or unknown uh, because reconnecting, I think, is the first step in honoring your medicine. Yeah. So, uh, wow. So beautifully said in Mana. I think that it's really, it's so true. And it, it, you know, I feel it deeply within, within my bones and I, I feel it so deeply in, in the honoring of, of the medicina that lives in each and every one of us. Yeah. So I think that that's just a beautiful remembrance which is the key word, right? Remembrance of the ancestors, remembrance of the medicine that you have from within. Um, so true, so true in so many ways. Um, because, you know, our our ancestors, no matter where they are, who or from what location, you know, the indigenous community, you know, has suffered and it's suffered because it's, it's made silent. It's, it's, you know, been shamed. It's been, it's been uh, denounced, you know, as, as, as being um, knowledgeable. And so I think that taking the time to really understand where you come from and, and honor that space with the ancestors, no matter how, how hard or no matter no matter what they've done it's really honoring them at their at their medicina and at their soul level so right and it in turn honors yourself right you honor yourself by saying you know what i want to reconnect i want to know who i am and so many and this is okay i'm just going to be honest because this is you know, you know yeah. this is my let it out i was like this is my truth when I was trying, and we've, we've talked about this before, but when I was trying to reconnect, um, to my, to my, um, you know, not only my ancestors, but not only my medicine, my magic, my indigeneity, I didn't always look to Mexico where is, you know, uh, where my family, the majority of my family comes from as, an option because I was still struggling with what that looked like being Americanized, being an American, you know, Mexican American, you know, the different, the racism, the anti, like all the things that go in that, that I was trying not to be um, because it was looked down on. And so I rejected a lot of those things for myself. And I looked at other things. Religion was one of them. And so, you know, we grew, I grew up Catholic, Daniela and I both did, and we got to a point where we no longer practice Catholicism, but I, you know, started practicing Buddhism and I loved all the beautiful medicine and the chanting. And there, that's still something that I do to this day. 
um, when I get, you know, in certain situations, I remember the chant. I remember, you know, um, all the beautiful things that it taught me. And there's beautiful medicine in that. It's a sound healing is a true thing. Like people do classes on sound healing. They, you know, the vibration, it's, it's scientifically proven that frequencies do something to our brain, that it does something to our body, that it does something to our spirit. It can transport us. It can, you know, um, put us to sleep. It can, I mean, it can just do so many. It can heal us. Like literally there have been scientifically proven that it could heal wounds with sound, right? Where does that stem from? Their originators? I don't know. But you know, doing my chant, doing those things, that's, you know, that's, that's an Asian, that's a Buddhist thing, but I would not ever feel comfortable teaching anything like that because it's not of me. It is not of my, my ancestors. I can honor that. I can pay it respect. I can choose to take classes from people who that is something that they've cultivated, that they respect, that they've been given permission to go out into the world and teach and be a part of. But I could not stand in that and say, oh, this is mine. Now I'm going to go out in the world and, you know, teach this class and, you know, and I'm, and I don't want to say for profit as in a negative, because we need, we need money to eat. We need money to live. We Mm -hmm. need there is an exchange. And so I, I believe that there's an energetic exchange. Sometimes it's money. Sometimes people, you know, will take donations. Some people will take a dozen eggs because that's how they used to do it. Some people will exchange tobacco. Some people will exchange for, you know, a venue. Whatever that is, you know, that's an individual thing. But we don't ne- we're not necessarily talking about the prophet we're talking about the people who are in the positions to teach these things and are they honoring the medicine in the way that they should even if it's not from their culture and where is that fine line um yeah and i think people need to use discernment i think people need to sit with that and you know daniela teaches you know, not teaches, she, she performs, and I don't want to say performs either. She, what's the right word? She facilitates. Yes. I was like, those ones, she facilitates (laughs) these beautiful cacao ceremonies and she is going, you know, she's going to speak on that. Um, Cacao is Mayan. We all know that. If you did know that, you should know that. And there's ter- certain types of, you know, cacao and certain types of things. Daniela is not Mayan. She's not from Guatemala. That is not her descent. And she she's, she's going to talk about that. But I wanted to honor her because she sought out teachers who did do and who are from and who do honor. And so the way that she shows up in those spaces is more powerful than anything else because not only is she honoring that medicine, she also honors hers because she first went back into her own lineage. She first went back and remembered her own abuelitas, her own, you know, abuelitos, her own tierra, reconnected to that 
in order to help facilitate a stronger connection to whatever was going to come. Same for me. I could have continued, you know, yes, Buddhism is a religion and there's things that I incorporated that, but I wasn't ever going to be able to stand in that space and truly honor where I came from unless I went and chose to reconnect with myself through the medicina of my ancestors and honored that first. And I think so many people find all of these other things. And I'm not saying that they're not beautiful, like there's sound bone healings and, you know, yoga and chakras. And, you know, we were just talking about doing peyote, ayahuasca, um, gambo. There's all of these medicines from all around the world. And in the age of social media, where you see all of these beautiful retreats, and I know And we know people who do amazing retreats at these beautiful locations. Um, And not everybody who facilitates them is at the medicine of of their ancestors, nor do they have anybody there to facilitate any, anything from that land oh, yeah. or understands where it actually came from or gives reverence to where it came from. They received right. a certificate or did an online class or maybe attended a ceremony and said, wow, I can do that too. Just because the medicina is available for you doesn't mean it is for you to take and to teach and that's where to make profit off of because that Mm -hmm. is a form of spiritual colonization of you going into somebody's house and being like oh yeah I like that and I'm going to just take all of that and I'm just gonna you know invite people to my own house you don't know what it took to create that artwork in order to create that ceremonial cacao what it took you know, for people to, you know, cut down in honor the sage that you're burning in the different things. And so just taking things without understanding and giving them, you know, the true reverence that it deserves, I think is, in my opinion, um, something that we're seeing, uh, especially in a social media age where everybody wants to be enlightened and um, spiritual and have to, you know, walk a certain way or wear a certain type of, you know, yoga clothes in order to be, I think it's exhausting. And that is just my personal opinion. And I'm not saying that we can't go out there and step into these spaces but we also have to understand that we need to put our ego aside because not everything is for us. That includes me and me owning mm-hmm. my own medicine. That includes me. That includes you. That includes us. Like, And not everything is for sale. And there are some things that I believe we should still gatekeep because not a lot of people yeah. are going to understand what it took to keep 
certain things alive, the persecution, the genocide, the, you know, all the things that people had to go through in order to keep certain customs alive. And it's not a fad for the people who have risked their lives in order to keep the medicina going. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and, you know, a story comes to mind. There is this woman who um, I used to be connected to who, this goes, and I, and I know this person who was doing this and she was a, you know, a, a white woman from, you know, I think that her roots were from, from overseas, your European roots. Um, that had attended like two ayahuasca ceremonies and just started to do ayahuasca and offering ayahuasca without any reverence of where where it was come from. It, it was coming from without an elder there to hold the space. Like these are this is dangerous. Apart from it being disrespectful, it is a dangerous practice, you know. And and to not be able to honor the medicine. And I love that, you know, you brought the whole thing with cacao. Yeah. Like I, it took me a long time. And I know that we talked about this in season one, you know, it took me a long time for, for me to really step into being the facilitator because I needed that, that medicine. I needed to sit with that medicine for a long time in my body to see if it even wanted to be for me to share in that way. Like, and this was way before I even sought out my, my teacher, my maestras, my, you know, the people who, who, who showed me how to honor that medicine in, in that, in, in the Mayan way. Um, and I sat with her for years and years and years. And it wasn't until, it wasn't until, you know, late Oh gosh, I can't even think of it, of of the year, but it was at some point after years of of being able to to drink her and have somebody else facilitate for me, um, that she didn't call me, meaning the cacao didn't call me to facilitate her, and it was it was a night that I just woke up and I, and I kind of asked my abuelita. Like, what, what am I supposed to do now? Like, how am I supposed to deepen into my own, into the medicine, into my medicine? Um, and, you know, cacao came, like, came up again and again and again. And that's when I, I sought out, you know, my teachers. And it, I remember going through, talk about social media. I remember going through social media and it was like, there is this woman who was teaching cacao and um, it just felt, you know, in your heart when you just look at something and it just felt really yucky. And it was like this white woman who was exploiting. It was, it was, it was just, it, it felt like really just one of those, like, it just felt, it didn't feel right in my body. And I was like, I can't, I can't physically give this woman my money. I just can't. It's just, it's like, it, it, it there was such, um, like a spiritual kind of like a, like a barrier because it just didn't feel right. And so 
I deepened more and, and finally found, you know, Florencia, who, who learned from Nana Marina and Tata Pedro um, and Manari. Uh, Manari comes from the Zapata Nation. Um, and it just felt really, really connected and honoring that medicine. And I think that the truth of it is, as far as it is it for profit or, or purpose, right? For me, the purpose really came in for me to open up my heart. Like that's how I found cacao, right? It was a journey for me to really reconnect and, and keep my heart open. And like I said, I, I sat with that medicine for years and years and years before I even thought of like, is this a possibility for me to be a facilitator, right? And even in that space, it was like, am I doing it right? Am I honoring the medicine of where it came from in the right way? And I, before I even open circle and when I sit with cacao, because I always, I was taught to, you know, sit with the cacao and sit with the water beforehand and, and honor where it came from and pray into it and pray into the water, pray into the cacao and thanking and being grateful for where it comes from and thanking the directions because we work with the directions, not directions, but with the elements in cacao, with cacao. And I remember saying to Flor, like, am I doing this correctly? Because I really want to be in reverence that this is not my medicine. And so when I when I sit in with cacao with other people, I explain where this medicine comes from, that it's not mine, that it doesn't come from my my heritage, that it was called to me, and that my body and my ancestors and the people who I, I sat with it was it was okay. There are certain parts of the mind of this part of the ceremony that I can't do. Like I can't touch the fire. Um, it, like you know, because normally a cacao a ceremony with cacao, because even nobody, if you go to Guatemala, they don't know what a cacao ceremony is. That's so it's so westernized, right? And so when you sit in ceremony. And cacao is part of that ceremony. There's a fire, right? And you give you give cacao to the fire, and there are fire tenders who come into into that space, and only the of Mayan lineage can tend to that fire, right? We like, um, I come from Mapuche lineage, so I can facilitate a cacao ceremony and honor the medicine and speak about the medicine and connect to that medicine and allow people to know where that medicine comes from and the guardians and the protectors and what happened to keep that medicine still alive, which is part of the ceremony that I, I do. Honoring also the land that I'm creating the ceremony because even though I'm not in Guatemala, right? So honoring the ancestors and, and the indigenous group that was there in that space and saying thank you for allowing us to be here today. So there's an honoring. So yes, I, 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 I generate profit from that medicina, right? But it's also, I'm honoring where that medicina is coming from. I'm connecting to my teachers and my elders all the time. Like I'm, I'm asking questions and if I don't know, you know, 
you know, Marilu is my maestra now, and, and we had a, we just had a, you know, this is like the second week before we closed the West on on her on on the course that I'm taking with her, and she had such a beautiful, um, beautiful, beautiful thing to say about connecting to the medicine. And it's really about connecting and honoring that medicine and honoring the people uh, where that medicine came from first. You are the facilitator and always remember that you are not it, like we are the facilitator. We are the facilitator of the medicine and we're not going to sometimes know the answers to everything. And that's okay. Right. She, you know, she's Mexicana and she teaches um, you know, Peruvian medicine. And she even says like, this is not my medicine, but I've sat with this medicine for 20 plus years. And there are times that somebody is going to ask me something that I don't know. And it's okay. I go back to my elders and ask them the question. Like, it's, it's, it's okay. So I think that that's the part where it gets so distorted in that colonization in which I know that I also went through that same journey of like decolonizing and really calling in my medicine and what is my medicine and can I do this and can I even ask for money for this? I mean, that was a whole, <laughs> I know that you we and I have talked lot. about this. That is a whole other thing, right? right? And I think that that's the part where we're talking about is just, just honor, honor the medicine, talk about it. Like if it's calling you so deeply that you have sat with it for a, a long time, you have worked with elders who are from that land, you work with connecting to that medicine for and letting that medicine live and breathe it within you, in your spirit, right? Then you can bring it out to the world, but also recognize that it's not your medicine. Right. And that's how I always start my ceremonies. Like, this is not my medicine. This is the medicine of the Mayan people. And this is a ceremony that I was taught by, by in that tradition. There are so many good nuggets in there. Um, but I you know, keeping, keeping in theme, because we can just go all, all over the place with, with all the things. But just to bring it back, and because this has been an important part for both of us, because we both had to sit with, with our own medicine first. And we had to differentiate between, is this my purpose? Or is this ego? And those are two very different things, right? Because we, we're mm -hmm. still unpacking our ego. It still comes up, you know, if you want to call it shadow work, if you want to call it ego, if you want to, like, whatever it is. Like, I have an ego. You have an ego. We're humans having, you know, we're spirits having this human experience. So we're constantly battling, you know. So is it ego-driven? Is my purpose ego-driven or is is it because I am being called so deeply that I know that this is my purpose? Because the profit that goes into it will continue to fuel the purpose. 
And the way that we are able to stand and honor the medicine is also that we know that the money that comes in helps facilitate us so we can continue to do the work that we honor, the medicine that we honor, the ancestors that we honor, the places that we honor, because we do believe that this medicina heals. It helps you. And like Daniela said, you know, we're the facilitators. We're not the healers. You get to heal yourself. We're just able to hold that space, have the ceremony, be the vessel of the messages that comes through to help you heal yourself. We're so all of the profit that goes into it isn't to buy, you know, and I'm not saying having big houses or big cars or doing all the things, but the money that we have goes back into the community, goes back into buying more medicina, goes back into being able to maybe have a bigger place to facilitate this thing, goes into being able to sit and have a social media to say, hey, I'm doing this class because I believe this medicina helps transform, helps heal, helps do this thing. Like, and that's the, so the profit can help you facilitate the purpose, but you have to decide, is your purpose really your purpose or is it for ego? And there's a difference. And Hmm. And as far as I'm concerned, there's a difference. And it shows in the way that people show up. Right? Like, yeah. I mean, I think that it's so it, it it is so true. I love that you had said that because it could it could easily unravel into and I think that this is where the whole appropriation comes in because it is more ego driven, right? It's like, oh, I can do this for you. I can do this for you. I can heal you. And when we're doing our the medicina that we're both doing, and I would love to go into a little bit about um, the limpia. I think that this is going to be a little bit of a longer episode because I really do want to take some time to do, to talk about your limpias, um, but I think that it's very easy to kind of get caught up into that space of like, oh, this is me who's creating this, right? Um, and and yeah, like I mean, I think that it's really it's a, once you go deeper into the medicine and once you really understand where that medicine has come from and how much how much it took for, for that medicine to still survive today. I think that, you know, ego has nothing to do with it. And you're just the instrument. You're just a facilitator. And and I'm no way saying don't show up, don't show up in your full, beautiful, powerful, um, you know, goddess, you know, badass chingona that you are, you know, I'm not saying I'm not saying any of those things, you know, I'm not saying you, you know, you just have to be kind of this like humble little meek little in the corner and just, I'm not saying, I'm not saying any of those things, the things that we're doing, that we're doing, that we have invited into, into our lives and have been blessed enough to be called to do. Because I truly believe it is a blessing. And I do believe 
holding sacred space for people is not easy in any capacity. Because it once again puts yourself aside and you have to be there in order, you know, to journey with somebody and to help them journey their emotions, their rage, their grief, their loss. There, because most of the people who are, who who participate in a ceremony, are there to be seen, are there to be heard, are there to be witnessed, and are called to it, because they they are seeking some type of of healing for themselves. And so when people go into these places and be like, oh, I can do this. That's that's part of the problem. It's not about I. It's it's not about like whether you can or you can't. Is are you able to put me aside and really be able to hold this space for others because it becomes less and less about you and more and more about your community. And when we talk about medicina that's what it is. It's facilitating for community. You, you're, you become second. Mm. And that's, and that's what I, what I have learned for myself is I do have to honor myself. I have to take care of myself. You, you have to eat right. You have to do these things because it takes a lot of energy in order to do these things. But that comes second. When you put yourself in a position of this is now my purpose because you feel it so deeply that you want to hold this sacred space because you know it has transformed your life because it's helped you tap into your spirit because it's helped you heal. The conversation gets flipped and it's no longer about what you need, but how you can serve. And that changes everything Mm. because you are now of service. And being in that space requires the ego to be set aside and for you to, to continue to honor, honor yourself and honor the people that are there. And we can't always do that when we don't understand what it took for this medicina to continue to survive. And I think it's really, I mean, those are lessons that I'm learning that I still learn and I am in no way an expert in anything. I I always call myself a forever student. Forever. Forever and ever. I don't know yeah. what I don't know. But, right? Yeah. I, I don't. And I'm not going to pretend that I do. Um, and I don't know that people truly understand that when they go out and... Um, you know, take a class or do a retreat or do these things that it's no longer about you. If you are being called, it's because you're being called to serve. And sometimes you serve with zero expectation and zero money. And sometimes you, and sometimes Mm -hmm. you do it because you're called to do it and that's it. It's donation based. It's whatever comes in. And I did that for very you know, for a long time, I didn't charge for anything. 
because I was taught that for me, you go out and you do your community work first. You go out into the community and serve. And once you have served and you've done all of this and you've, and you, and you have grown in, in the way that you hold space, that you have grown in the way that you stand in your spirit, the way that you are able to facilitate these things, then are you able to say like, okay, I've done these things and I also need to take care of myself and, and that's financial means. I need to be able to support myself and my family to continue to do these things. But our number one thing is like, this isn't about you. It's about your community and how are you going to serve them? if not everybody could afford what it is that you're doing. So you will go out and be of service. Yeah. And everybody needs, everybody gets to decide what that looks like for them. Is it donation? Is it sliding scale? Is it whatever, you know, whatever that is once. And and I'm talking about once we decide that this is our purpose, right? Once we decide, because I know Daniela has done this too. She's done, you know, one-on-one, you know, doesn't charge, you know, especially when people, people need it. Like we know, you know, it's not all about profit because healing and being that facilitator, that's always the drive. That's always the drive. It's like, I know how much this has changed my life. I wish everybody could do this. And if I can help that one person, that's what I want to do. So the purpose isn't profit. The purpose Mm. is the healing. And I don't know that everybody takes the time to truly reflect in that space before they go out into the world and start charging whatever that is. I'm all for charging. I'm all for charging for retreats, for doing the things because we're we're providing that space. I'm not saying that. I'm saying you need to, you just need to understand within yourself is this ego or is this purpose? Because there's a difference. And I think that you also have to put in the work. Like you also have to put in all the things beforehand to honor all the indigenous medicine that has been, you know, like all the things that we had talked about, the genocide, like, you know, all the things that have happened within the community, right? So I really think that there's... um. There's, you know, there's a a documentary that I was talking to you about um, that, you know, it's it just, it really highlights just such a beautiful part of this. And it's, it's, it's how to change your mind um, with this person. Um, he, he's the author and he, there's four episodes on Netflix. And the last episode is the one on peyote. And it just, it's such a beautiful episode because you know, there is, Michael goes into the community and he's really like, like talks about psychedelics and, and, and using it for helping, uh, you know, mental wellness and and going into that space. And so he, he, um, talks to, um, talks to a chief and it like, it's just so, I mean, you have to watch it because it's just such a beautiful honoring of this medicine. And the chief says to Michael, you know, our peyote has been, there's not much left 
right? The, the people have come in, have diluted the medicine and it's become popular because it just has become popular. It's like one of those things that, you know, it's like a buzzword again on social media and it's like, oh, I did peyote and this is what enlightenment came through, right? And he was just talking about it in a very sincere, like, this is the medicine of my people. Like, this is this is the medicine of my ancestors. And you coming in and, and taking, taking it from our land and knowing that there is not that much left. And like I had said to you before, like, it takes hundreds of years for the cactus itself to grow. So there is scarcity in the numbers of, of this cacti, of this peyote, of this beautiful medicine that they have. And so, you know, Michael at the end, and there is synthetic form of, of peyote. So Michael had decided, you know, in this episode that he wasn't gonna, you know, take peyote, that he would rather do synthetic just to honor the medicine because of where that medicine um, came from and how there is not that much and 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 it that's the part where what we're talking about it's it's literally honoring where that medicine is coming from honoring where it's coming from taking the time to really understand where it comes from like both Georgina and I have taken have like take taken measures in order for us to understand the medicine that we have like for Georgina it's limpias and connecting to that beautiful modality of of letting go of energy which is just so beautiful um and for me it's cacao but we have both been on this journey for a while right and we both have seen each other grow from this journey and connect to, to, to the medicine that is within our soul. Right. And, you know, I would almost urge, like, if you see, because our modalities and the modalities of the indigenous community are really simple, right? It's not, it's a simple modality. And sometimes in and complex all at the same time, like it's like simple in the way that it looks through the colonized eyes and complex when we really connect to it, when we actually sit down and really, really sit with the medicine, you see how complex it is. And so the urgency is that you honor that medicine, that you sit with it, you, if it's calling to you, and calling to you over and over and over again, that you sit with it. And just because, you know, I remember Georgina, when I was first going through, you know, my spiritual awakening, of course, like, I tried everything, right? Manifestation, like all this stuff. And, and uh, like, I think that you can look through my Instagram the and see phases. all of the different phases, <laughs> different phases of where I was. But it, but it wasn't until like I started to sit and honor and really, like you said, like, I mean, so beautiful what you just said. It's like you just sit and honor the medicine and you just let it live within you. It, people feel it. Like, I, I mean, I know that you, when you do limpias, people feel it. Like there is a power to to you 
being settled into the medicine, into that medicine and not diverting that medicine anywhere else, right? It's like just staying steady. It's like, oh, like the limpias live within me and and I'm just going to show up and I'm going to honor and I'm going to like connect deeper and deeper and deeper the more and more I, I sit with that medicine. And I'm not going to dilute it because that's such a colonized mind with other things that like are, are shiny. And I know I've done that, like not with cacao because I learned, but with my other stuff of my photography, I remember putting in so much shit into a day. And it was literally, it was like, is it enough? Like, am I, it was like, basically, am I enough? And that's the part where like leaning into one modality and one, one thing, one medicina that's calling from within and sitting with that. Absolutely. And, and so, you know, obviously we don't want this episode to go on forever because Daniela and I could just like keep talking and talking and talking, um, you know, as far as kind of final thoughts. And I just wanted to be, you know, kind of what I said in the, you know, in the beginning, you know, you're honor your, your ancestors by reconnecting them and medicina, your, your own personal brand of medicina doesn't have to look like anybody else's when you're coming from a heart space of reverence and remembrance and learning to reweave those pieces into into your spirit you know your medicina could be cooking it could be dancing it could be movement it could be art it could be any of these things you know and i don't want people to fall in the trap that you know healing and Medicine only looks one way because it does not. We need all kinds of kinds. I love, love music. I love people who can get on a guitar and sing and do this thing. Like there is mm -hmm. something so beautiful to me. I'm like, ooh, that, that is medicine for me. When people get out there and stand and honor their gifts honor where that music came from within them. That mm -hmm. is medicine to me. Danielle and I have talked about, you know, drumming. I don't care if it's at a powwow, if it's African, if it's Cubano, there is a drumming that comes on and my heart starts going. That is medicina to me. Honoring your medicina. Mm -hmm. Could simply be you standing in that space and honoring your own indigeneity. Simple. It's simple. And we make it so complicated yeah. sometimes. And I'm not saying it's not complicated decolonizing and going back and doing research and giving effort to understanding your own wounds and how you can heal that for yourself. I'm not saying that. But once you get to a place, um, and this is just for me, you know, once you get to a place where you choose to honor yourself by honoring where you came from, the good and the bad, because I'm also 
Spanish. I have Spanish blood in me from the coloniz from you know colonization. I'm both the colonized and the colonizer. I've said this before, right? I have both. So I see that I'm not 100% connected to that, but I also honor that 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 is part of, you know, of my makeup, of my DNA. Uh, they are pieces from me. It's not easy. Mm-hmm. And I haven't completely healed those spaces because there's a lot of anger and hardship, you know, and genocide that happened, you know, to the people that I do connect with. But that doesn't mean that I'm not also, you know, mm-hmm. according to my DNA, you know, I'm I'm mixed with all kinds of stuff that I still need to be able to go into. But I honored that I am both. And I think so many people pull away from those Mm. pieces of themselves that they don't honor it, that they completely choose something else. And, you know, Mm. my message is to, it's not whether it's for profit or for purpose. It's whether you can take that thing on to help heal yourself. In my opinion, does it heal you? Because I can tell you 100% everybody that I know, everybody that I know that does this type of work heals themselves every time they hold space for somebody else. A part of them heals. 100% every time. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I just want to say honor yourself. Honor where you came from. Do the work to understand your lineage and start helping heal your ancestral wounds. Step into the medicina that by honoring by honoring it and where it came from. Yeah. That's beautiful. Thank you so much for that last message. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So um, as always, you guys, you can find us on Instagram at um, Ancestor Hour Podcast on Instagram. You just look at that handle. And within that handle, you'll be able to find us individually. My Instagram is I am Daniela.miranda. And Georgina, why don't you share your, yeah, your information? Instagram, how people it's can Curly find Silver you? Fox. And anywhere, it's Mujer Magic dot com um Daniela and I both have um things that you can look up and make sure and um check us out join our newsletter because there's a lot of things that we don't always share online um that is special for our community yeah you can subscribe to your yeah, and to your too. Instagram right oh girl I have to subscribe to that because I know there is, there's stuff coming, there's stuff coming. but Good. once again thank you to everybody who comes and 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 spends their time with us we're truly honored and so blessed um you know to have you spend time with us so thank you so much 